Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. You have to stop this. Secret Series by Pseudonymous Bosch, book number five, chapter 34, Chicken. Page three one three. What a difference a day and return and a returned mummy make. The trio's reception at home wasn't all what they'd expected. Rather than being grounded for life, as they'd predicted, Yoyoji and Cass and Max Ernest were greeted like returning war heroes. It seemed that everybody, meaning mostly their parents, accepted their story about being kidnapped at gunpoint by villain magicians known as Lord Pharaoh. If he was capable of stealing a mummy, all agreed, why wouldn't he trap? He wrap all three kids in linen bandages and throw them into a sarcophagus and ship them to Las Vegas with only cat food to sustain, to sustain them? You'll notice there are creative young, young stowaways throwing a few really reality-based elements into this rather heavy embroidered story. As for this current whereabout, Lord Pharaoh was believed to have fled north to Canada under the protection of the ruthless gang bikers with ties to the Egyptian mafia. The East, the erstwhile Vegas entertainer was entertainer, was now the subject of a nationwide police manhunt. Most surprising of all was the greeting they received at school when they all arrived. Friday morning, after having missed two days of school and smiling, Miss Johnson stood in front of the school gates under a giant banner painted to look like a movie poster. Miss Johnson's confusing to me. Is that? Hold on. Oh, the movie poster said, Return of the Mummy, Defeat of Lord Pharaoh, starring Cass, Max Ernest, sorry, Cass, Max Ernest, and Yo Yoji. As was a clear as was clear from paint all over his clothes, if not from the grin on his face, Daniel, not Danielle, had created the banner. And not a bad job he had done too. Perhaps in the future comic book illustrations would be his thing. Even Glob gave him a thumbs up. With cameras flashing, Miss Johnson welcomed back their welcomed them back, telling them that they were heroes and a and a credit to their institution of higher middle school learning. Now she, now a skeptic might say that it was a, the presence of the journalist that had Miss Johnson into such a warm, sunny principle. Like most people in her profession, Miss Johnson was very sensitive to the way her school was portrayed in the media. However, her defense after the cameras had left and were no longer a witness, Miss Johnson did not suddenly turn back into her old sourpuss self. On the contrary, she told her surprised children that if she had a special private congratulatory to make for the three of them to share. It doesn't it hasn't felt right since you returned. It I just don't think it belongs to me anymore, said Mrs. Johnson, taking the familiar Aztec architect out of her purse. Would you like to be responsible for this? The boys looked at Cass and then Miss Johnson and handed her the tuning fork. 
As an official mummy rescuing heroes, Cass and Max Ernest were allowed to go anywhere they wished on a Sunday afternoon without having to employ the least bit of subterfuge. Sutterfuge? Meh. They merely told their parents that they were getting together for a walk. True, Cass's mother did volunteer something about not wanting her daughter to be kidnapped. Again, but Cass pointed out that if she could escape from a magician, she could escape from anybody. Besides, she wouldn't live her whole life in fear of being nabbed and taken, or rather shut up in a box and mailed to Las Vegas, could she? And true, Max Ernest, who was once... Again, the apple of his parents' separate eyes had promised, had to promise both his mother and father to individually that he would spend the next Saturday afternoon with them. But he managed to get out of the house without even his baby brother crawling after him. The walk was not quite as cheery as it sounds, however. Cass, at least, remained more sullen than the by the sullen most of the way to the circus occasionally her ears would flare red and it looked as though she might be an, might be about to say something to max Ernest, but he hardly noticed as was often the case he was speaking enough for the both of them or what about starting with a joke that says something like sorry is gonna bring my graduation speech but i i really swear that my dog ate it this morning get it it's like a classic joke the dog ate my homework or like the cat ate my homework or whatever the whatever only it's a graduation speech huh Cass is playing a little attention paying little attention so little in fact that she accidentally put the question the questioning inflection at the end of her huh which made max Ernest explain himself rather than continuing to babble on without bothering too much of what he was saying as she would have preferred do you like the joke it's my favorite kind a joke inside a joke. I made it up from scratch. I didn't even read a book. I'm writing all of my material now, as all the best comics do. Although even the best guys sometimes buy jokes. You know, Max. Sorry, that's our dog's name is Max. Did you know he, that you can sell jokes to comedians for 50 bucks each? How about that? Who knew that a single turn on a Vegas stage? Max. No. On a Vegas stage could do so much for one fledging comedian's confidence. And yet there was no doubt that Max Ernest twinkle in his eye that he'd never had before. He didn't just look funny. The possibility existed for the very first time that he might be funny. Cass, however, was immune to the charms of the new Max Ernest. She looked at him darkly. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me about jokes. But the speech is due tomorrow, and if I don't figure out all, all the jokes now, when will I? Cass's ears glowed red. Don't talk about jokes. Uh, okay," said Max Ernest, taken aback by the fierce fierceness of her tone. "I hate jokes." "Okay, we won't talk about them." "Good." She walked ahead. "You know, you didn't used to hate them," said Max Ernest, nervously following behind her. I mean, you didn't hate, you didn't like my jokes, but that was because you don't think that they're funny or because I don't tell them right. Not because you hated jokes in general. That was before. Before what? Cass gave him a look. You mean with the mummy? Cass didn't say anything. That means yes, said Max Ernest. Not always very astute about nonverbal cues, but in this case, 
Cass's meaning was very clear. Earlier that day, Max Ernest had tried to press Cass for details about what transpired on stage between her and the mummy, but she wouldn't tell him anything. He knew that she tried to put a ring on the mummy and that he'd seen that much, but he hadn't known whether she had learned the secret. It was quite strange, really. His memory for the moment was a total blur. All he knew for certain was that Cass had been in a, been in a terrible mood ever since. What does the mummy have to do with the jokes, he asked. It's not the mummy himself, it's what he said. Max Ernest stared at his friend in surprise. He spoke to you? She nodded. In English? Uh-huh, well, I think so. Wouldn't he speak Egyptian? Like, if he were going to speak, English wouldn't have been invented when he was alive. She hesitated. She hadn't necessarily meant to talk to Max Ernest about it, but now that she was talking to him, she had to admit it was a big relief. It was kind of like a dream, she said. I mean, I don't know if the mummy was really taking over, if it was more like telepathy, or maybe he was talking in Egyptian and somehow I magically translated it in my brain. Max Ernest sub looked subdubious. Oh, looked dubious. On a purely statistical basis, all of those things are pretty unlikely. Well, something happened. I heard him talk to me. Okay, let's say hip hypothetically that you heard him talk to you, said Max Ernest, humoring her. What does it have to do with jokes? Well, I guess you could say he told me one. The mummy told you a joke? Max Ernest was incredulous. She nodded. So he didn't tell you the, he didn't tell you the you know what? Well, yes, I mean, that was it. Max Ernest blinked in astonishment. This was a possibility, one of few, that he had never contemplated. The you know what is a joke? Cass nodded. A joke, a, a joke, joke, or like a joke as in that's so dumb it's a joke. No, a joke, joke, a joke, joke? Cass nodded. A joke, you know? Max Ernest, the joke lover, was appalled. You know what? The you-know-what thing that nobody's supposed to know, the one thing that we've done all those things for, the thing that you went back in time to find out that you're saying is a joke that I already know? Cass nodded. You're joking, right? I wish I were, said Cass. So what was the joke? You know I can't tell you, but you said it was... You said I already knew the joke, Max Ernest protested. Just give me a hint, at least. Cass looked at him. What's the difference, she she thought gloomily. Think chicken. Chicken, as in scared? A chicken chicken. A scared chicken? No, just a chicken. Max Ernest looked nonplussed. A joke about the chicken, you know. What's the joke about the chicken? Uh-huh. A st uh Story, joke, or a riddle? A riddle. Max Ernest thought for a second, trying to absorb this new and thoroughly distressing piece of information. And then his eyes widened. It's a famous riddle? Cass nodded. Like, really famous? Cass nodded. Max Ernest shook. Really? That is the, you know what? Cass nodded. Yep, that's it. Only a substitute for ibis, ibis instead of chicken. I can't believe it. I thought... Well, I thought a lot of things, but nothing like that. It doesn't make any sense. I know. I couldn't believe it either. Well, so what's the answer? What do you mean, what's the answer? Which is it? Which is what? Cass asked, totally confused. Which came first? The abyss or the egg? 
Cass put her hands on her head. Not that chicken joke. There was no time to clear up the matter. However, they had reached Pietro's trailer. Okay, that makes sense. The chicken and the egg. Yeah, I I, I get that one. Cass could see Yo-Yoji's bicycle parked next to the one of the tents nearby. Inside, she could hear Lily Wee shouting instruction. Kia! Yo-Yoji responded. He was practicing his martial arts. It seemed almost sad, Cass thought, to hear the two of them working all such working it all so serious now that she knew the secret was nothing more than well what it was for the hundredth time Cass tried not to think about it for the see if the secret was a joke did that mean that the whole turkish society was pietro and everyone the jester the homunculus was she a joke too you'll never know just kidding you probably will